0: Hi, welcome back to Itch It's and Ass Butts. My name's Rochelle.
1: And I'm Lynn. And today we are talking about Season 5, Episode 21, called Two Minutes to Midnight. We start in Davenport, Iowa. We're in a nursing home or rehab facility. There's a woman laying in bed. Pestilence walks into her room and she says, Dr. Green, how was your trip? Pestilence says, oh, very productive. And how are we tonight, Celeste, my favorite patient? Oh, I just, Dr. Green. Ew! Oh. Snot! <laughs> ah. Uh. Yeah, because of the green snot. I just I got that! It. That's disgusting! That is disgusting. I love it. Ugh! Uh-huh. Ew! <laughs> um, he says, how are we tonight, Celeste, my favorite person? The nurse says you can't sleep. Celeste says, oh, I feel just worse and worse. Pestilence says, well, that's because you're suffering from a combination of the common cold, Da Nang fever, and a nasty, nasty case of Japanese encephalitis. Celeste says, What are you talking about? I'm sorry. I, uh, Pestilence says, Oh, you heard me. Then he rubs his hand over her face. He says, Oh, would you look at that? You've never had chickenpox as a child. Oh, this is gonna be fascinating. Celeste says, But I, how could I? Pestilence says, Have all those diseases at once? Well, it's a proprietary blend. I mix it up in a petri dish, that petri dish being you. Try and relax, it'll be all right. She says, are you going to cure me? Pestilence says, no, you're going to die. In four, three, two. Celeste makes a puking, screaming noise, and green stuff sprays out of her face and all over Pestilence.
0: It was kind of like Exorcist-style, like pea soup sort of situation, not going to lie.
1: It was. It was totally gross. I loved it.
0: But it looked more like Nickelodeon slime than pea soup. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you're right. It did. Um, Pestilence says, interesting. And so then we got our opening title sequence. So we cut to one day earlier... Um, the boys are at Bobby's house. Dean says, what the hell is wrong with you? Sam says, Dean. Dean says, no, don't Dean me. I mean, you've had some stupid ideas in the past, but this. To Bobby, Dean says, did you know about this? About Sam's genius plan to say yes to the devil? Bobby nods. Dean says, well, thanks for the heads up. Bobby says, hey, this ain't about me. To Sam, Dean says, you can't do this. Sam says, that's the consensus. Dean says, all right, awesome. Then end of discussion. Dean's phone rings and Dean says, this isn't over. He answers his phone and Cass says, Dean. Dean says, Cass? Sam says, is he okay? Dean says to Cass, we all thought you were dead. Where the hell are you, man? Cass says, a hospital. Dean says, are you okay? Cass says, no. Dean says, you want to (laughs) elaborate? Cass says, I just woke up here. The doctors were fairly surprised. They thought I was brain dead. Dean says, so, a hospital, Cass says, apparently, after Van Noy's, I suddenly appeared, bloody and unconscious, on a shrimping boat off of Delacroix. I'm told it upset the sailors. (laughs) (laughs) Some random person
0: just showing up on your boat out in the middle of nowhere. I would would be a little upset, too.
1: Yeah. Dean says, oh, well, I got to tell you, man, you're just in time. We figured out a way to pop Satan's box. (laughs) Cass says, how? Dean says, long story, but look. We're going after pestilence now, so if you want to zap over here. Cass says, I can't zap anywhere. You could say my batteries are drained. Dean says, what do you mean? You're out of angel mojo? Cass says, I'm saying I'm thirsty and my head aches. I have a bug bite that itches no matter how much I scratch it. And I'm saying that I'm just incredibly, Dean says, human. Wow. Sorry. Cass says, well, my point is I can't go anywhere without money for an airplane ride and food. And more pain medication, ideally. Dean says, all right, well, look, no worries. Uh, Bobby's here. He'll wire you the cash. Bobby says, I will. Cass says, <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Cass says, Dean, wait. You said no to Michael. I owe you an apology. Dean says, Cass, it's okay. Cass says, you are not the burnt and broken shell of a man that I believed you to be. <laughs> <laughs> Dean says, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Cass says, you're welcome. And then he hangs up. So we cut to Sam and Dean getting in baby. Bobby says, be careful. We cut to the boys arriving at Serenity Valley Convalescent Home. Um, uh, Did I say that right? Convalescent? I think so, yeah. Okay. Dean says, so this is Dr. Evil's lair, huh? They're still in baby looking through binoculars. And Sam says, it's kind of more depressing than evil. Dean says, it's like a four-color brochure for dying young. Of course, to pestilence, it's probably Dollywood in there. Sam says, great, a whole building full of people. We don't know who's human, who's demon, and who's pestilence. So what do we do? Dean notices a security camera and says, hang on. So we cut to inside the rehab center. Dean knocks on the security office door. The security guard opens, and Dean says, hey, hi, uh, I'm looking for my Nana. Her name is Eunice Kennedy.
0: The guard Eunice. Says, I know, right? I love
1: it. <laughs> the guard says, go around front and see the nurse. Dean says, you mind just helping me out, sir? Um, she's about that small with gray hair, wears diapers then Dean punches them and knocks them out cold Sam comes into the room and says Eunice Kennedy Dean says that's the beauty of improv Sammy you never know what's going to come out of your mouth
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's true
1: it is true so they camp out in front of the computer screens for, screens for hours Sam says so what are we hey he wakes Dean up because he's nodded off Sam says what are we even looking for Dean says, well, he's Pestilence, so he probably looks sick. Sam says, everybody looks sick. So we cut to some time later. Sam is still watching a surveillance screen. He sees Pestilence come out of a room, and there's some distortion on the screen where his head is. To Dean, Sam says, hey, and shows him the screen. Dean says, oh, now we're talking. Then we cut to the scene at the beginning of the episode with Pestilence talking to Celeste. Sam and Dean sneak around the building on their way to Pestilence. They pass a room with a nurse in it who notices them. She finds Pestilence and her eyes go demon black. She says, sir, the Winchesters are here. We should go. Pestilence laughs and says, are you kidding me? The demon says, they have a track record with horsemen. (laughs) Pestilence says, you mean my brothers, what they did to my brothers. No, the only reasonable thing to do here is to take it out of their healthy young asses the demon that that kind
0: of sounded like a dirty joke too like (laughs) i kind of giggled when i watched that part i was like (laughs) uh (laughs) uh-oh
1: i like it oh no so the demon says we're under strict orders not to kill the vessels pestilence says oh if satan wants them so bad he can glue them back together the demon looks frightened pestilence opens up his arms and says come come he hugs her and twists his ring so we cut to the other doctor and th- to another doctor in the building. He suddenly spews out green goo and collapses. A nurse tends to him, and we see chickenpox on her arms. Sam and Dean are still creeping around, and they suddenly start coughing, and their vision goes blurry. They come across the collapsed doctor and nurse. Sam says, must be getting close. Dean says, you think? Dean collapses, and Sam opens up the nearest patient room door. The demon nurse is there. She says, the doctor will see you now. It's Celeste's room. Pestilence is sitting on the bed with her corpse. Pestilence says, Sam, Dean. And he waves Sam in, but Sam collapses. Dean is unconscious in the hallway. Pestilence says, come right in. The demon nurse drags Dean in, which wakes him up. Pestilence says, you boys don't look well. It might be the scarlet fever or the meningitis. Oh, or the syphilis. That's no fun. Okay. (laughs) It's like,
0: how many, like... (laughs) it's like scarlet men syphilis like how do you how do you even you know like how i know is. right <laughs> like good grief so many different things i'll put together at once
1: that would be awful god
0: <laughs> that like at what point do you just go well just you know fill me with whatever medicine you can to maybe try and kill some of this off <laughs> you know i know <laughs>
1: Um, let's see. Pestilence says, however you feel right now, it's going to get so very, very much worse. Questions? Disease gets a bad rap, don't you think? For being filthy, chaotic, but really that just describes people who get sick. Disease itself is very pure, single-minded. Bacteria have one purpose, divide and conquer. Dean reaches for the demon killing knife on the floor, but Pestilence steps on his fingers. Pestilence says, that's why in the end, it always wins. Then he kicks the knife away. Pestilence says, so you gotta wonder why God pours all his love into something so messy and weak. It's ridiculous. All I can do is show him he's wrong, one epidemic at a time. Now on a scale of one to ten, how's your pain? (sighs) Then Castiel walks into the room. Pestilence says, how'd you get here? Cass says, I took a bus. Don't worry. Then Cass falls to the floor and starts coughing up blood. Pestilence says, well look at that, an occupied vessel but powerless. Oh, that's fascinating. There's not a speck of angel in you, is there? Then Cass jumps up, grabs the knife, and cuts off Pestilence's ring finger. Good job, Cass! I know! The demon nurse rushes Cass, but he kills her. Sam and Dean are suddenly fine. Dean grabs the ring. Pestilence is holding his own hand and says, It doesn't matter. It's too late. And then he disappears. So we cut to the boys at Bobby's house. Bobby says, Well, it's nice to actually score a home run for once, ain't it? Dean throws the ring on the table. Bobby says, What? Sam says, the last thing pestilence said, it's too late. Bobby says, he gets specific. Sam says, no. Dean says, we're just a little freaked out that he might have left a bomb somewhere. So please tell me you have an actual so please tell me you have actual good news. Bobby says, Chicago's about to be wiped off the map. Storm of the Millennium sets of uh sets oh okay, sets off a daisy chain of natural disasters. Three million people are gonna die. Cass says, I don't understand your definition of good news. (laughs) Bobby says, well, death, the horseman, he's going to be there. And if we can stop him before he kickstarts the storm, get his ring back. Dean says, yeah, you make it sound so easy. Bobby says, hell, I'm just trying to put a spin on it. Sam says, well, Bobby, how'd you put all this together anyway? Bobby says, I had, you know, help. Suddenly Crowley is there pouring himself a drink. He says, don't be so modest. I barely helped at all. Hello, boys. Pleasure, etc. Go ahead. <laughs> tell them. There's no shame in it. Sam says, Bobby, tell us what? Bobby says, world's going to end. Seems stupid to get all precious over one little soul. Dean says, you sold your soul? Crowley says, oh, more like pond it. I fully intend to give it back. Dean says, well, then give it back. Crowley says, I will. Dean says, now. Sam says to Bobby, Did you kiss him? Just wondering.
0: (laughs) I love how, like,
1: like all this is going on,
0: and that's Sam's first, like, oh, my God, did you guys kiss? (laughs) Yeah.
1: He's not like, you sold your soul. How could you? He's like, oh, my goodness. You totally made out with Crowley. Yeah. (laughs) Bobby says, no. Crowley clears his throat and then shows the boys his phone. There's a picture of Bobby and Crowley kissing. Bobby asks, why'd you take a picture? Crowley says, why did you have to use tongue? (laughs) Dean says, all right, you know, I'm sick of this. Give him a soul back now. Crowley says, I'm sorry, I can't. Dean says, can't or won't? Crowley says, I won't, all right? It's insurance. Dean says, what are you talking about? Crowley says, you kill demons. Gigantor over there has a temper issue about it. But you won't kill me as long as I have that soul in the deposit box. Bobby says, you son of a bitch. Crowley says, I'll return it. After all this is over, I can walk safely away. Do we all understand each other? So we cut to Dean going through baby's trunk. Sam comes over and sighs. Dean says, let me guess. We're about to have a talk. Sam chuckles and says, look, Dean, for the record, I agree with you about me. You think I'm too weak to take on Lucifer. Well, so do I. Believe me. I know exactly how screwed up I am. You, Bobby, Cass, I'm the least of any of you. Dean says, oh, Sam. Sam says, it's true. It is. But I'm also all we've got. Okay, that really breaks
0: my heart. He's that, like I suck but I could be used as a good bomb, you know? That, yeah, <laughs> that
1: he thinks that he's the least of them. Oh, yeah. god.
0: He doesn't um, have a very high opinion of himself.
1: I know. Okay, Sam says if there was another way, but I don't think there is. There's just me. So I don't know what else to do except just try to do what's got to be done. Suddenly Crowley is there. He says, "And scene." <laughs> He hands them a newspaper and says, there's something you need to see. Sam reads, "Niveus Pharmaceuticals is rushing delivery of its new swine flu vaccine to stem the tide of the unpre- unprecedented outbreak. Shipments leave Wednesday. Crowley says, "Niveus Pharmaceuticals, get it? Sam and Dean don't get it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, eh.
1: They're like, what? Crowley says, you two are lucky you have your looks. To Sammy says, your demon lover, Brady, VP of Distribution, Niveus. Ah, yes. That the sound of the abacus clacking. We all caught up. Sam says, so pestilence was spreading swine flu. Dean says, yeah, but not just for giggles. That was step one. Step two is the vaccine. And you think, Crowley says, I know. I'll stake my reputation. That vaccine is chock full of grade A farm fresh Croatoan virus. Sam says, simultaneous countrywide distribution. It's quite a plan. Crowley says they don't get to be horsemen for nothing, so you boys better stuck up on well everything. This time next Thursday, we'll all be living in zombie land. I so feel we-
0: like this is like too close to what's happening right now. You know, oh,
1: <laughs> it is. I was noticing that. I was. For toilet like,
0: paper, there's gonna be a Corona vaccine. You know, oh, like, like all these different things, and like everybody's all paranoid about the vaccine. And yeah, to be fair, like. It's going to take them a lot longer to come up with a vaccine for this than what people are like, oh, and there should be a vaccine hoping. out soon. It's like, yeah, I don't think so. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just, it's like, hmm.
1: <laughs> I know it. I know. <laughs> like, I was writing all this. The is nigh, you know? I know. Like, I was writing all this and I was like slightly uncomfortable. I was like, this just, just hits a little too close to home.
0: I know, right? For yeah. real.
1: So we cut to Chicago, Illinois. A white car, did I say that right? Yes. A white car pulls up to a curb and death steps out. He walks down the street and a man on his phone accidentally shoulder bumps death. The man says, hey, watch where you're walking, pal. Death brushes off his shoulder with his hand and the man falls down dead.
0: Okay. I totally like how the guy like died. He literally like just dropped, you know, like just Body just like knees went and then he just bam on the sidewalk. There was like, oh, I'm dying. He was just like dead, you know? Yeah. I I can't gloss I
1: I shouldn't gloss over death's entrance too. It was arguably one of the best entrances of the of a character in the show. Oh yeah, for sure. The song that was playing was perfect. He was all like slow motion and Mm -hmm. the leaves are blowing on the street and it just makes him look like this scary badass motherfucker.
0: And I love it.
1: I do too. It's great. So, okay. So we cut to nighttime. Bobby is packing up his van. Castiel comes over, looking pensive. Bobby says, "What's your problem?" Cass says, "This is what they mean by the eleventh hour, right?" Bobby says, "Pretty much." Cass says, "Well, it's the eleventh hour, and I'm useless." He holds up a gun and says, "All I have is this. What am I even supposed to do with it?" Bobby says, "Point it and shoot." Cass says, "What I used to be." Bobby says, are you really going to bitch to me? Quit pining for the varsity years and load the damn truck.
0: (laughs) Like, dude, shut up. Just keep going.
1: Sam and Dean are loading baby. Dean says, all right, well, good luck stopping the whole zombie apocalypse. Sam says, yeah, good luck killing death. Dean says, yeah. Sam says, remember when we used to just hunt Wendigos? How simple things were. Dean says, not really. Sam says, well, uh, you might need this. And he hands Dean the demon killing knife. Crowley says, Keep it, Dean's covered, and he holds up a scythe. Crowley says, Death's own kills, golly, Uh, demons and angels and reapers, and rumor has it, the very thing itself. Cass says, How did you get that? Crowley says, Hello, King of the Crossroads. So shall we? Bobby, you're just gonna sit there? Bobby says, No, I'm gonna river dance. (laughs) Crowley says, I suppose if you wanna impress the ladies, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. Really wasted that crossroads deal. Fact, you fact, you get more if you phrase it properly. So I took the liberty of adding a teeny little sub-A clause on your behalf. What can I say? I'm an altruist. Just gonna sit there? Bobby slowly stands up and says, Son of a bitch. Crowley says, Yes, I know. Completely worth your soul. I'm a hell of a guy. I mean,
0: it's kind of funny, but like, I, I, you know, you kind of, as you go, you're like, huh, is Crowley all that bad? You know, like, but to yeah. be fair, he only does things that like help further the cause, you know? So like, exactly. He's all about Bobby, himself. Yeah. Bobby walking is going to help him. So he's going to do it.
1: You know? Yes, but. exactly. Bobby says, thanks. Crowley says, this is getting maudlin. Can we go? So we cut to Bobby, Sam and Cass driving in Bobby's van. Cass says to Sam. Yes to Lucifer, then jump in the hole. It's an interesting plan, Bobby says. That's a word for it. Sam says. So go ahead and tell me it's the worst plan you ever heard. Cass says. Of course, I'm happy to say that if that's what you want to hear, but it's not what I think. Sam says. Really? Cass says. You and Dean have a habit of exceeding my expectations. He resisted Michael. Maybe you could resist, resist Lucifer, but there are things that would need that. But there are things that you would need to know. Michael has found another vessel. It's your brother, Adam. You must have considered it. Sam says, we were trying not to. Cass says, Sam, if you say yes to Lucifer and then fail, this fight will happen. And the collateral, it'll be immense. There's also the demon blood. Sam says, what? What are you talking about? Cass says, to take in Lucifer, it would be more than you've ever drunk. Sam says, but why? Cass says, it strengthens the vessel, keeps it from exploding.
0: (laughs) Oh, good. He's I know. Like, well, if you take him in and uh, you're not prepared, you're, you're going to just, like, explode. You'll explode.
1: explode. Yeah. <laughs> Sam says, but the guy who's in now, Cass says, is drinking gallons. Bobby says, and how is that not the worst plan you've ever heard? So we cut to morning. The van of boys are parked outside. Did I say that right? Yes. The van of boys are parked outside Nuvius Pharmaceuticals. Bobby says, yep, they're loading up hot shots of croton in the trunks. Okay. For, in the trucks. Okay, first truck doesn't leave for an hour. We get in, we plant the C4 every 25 feet, then we pull the fire alarm. Cass says, that truck is leaving. Bobby says, balls. Okay, new (laughs) plan. So we cut to the truck driver using a key card to open the gate to leave, but Cass knocks him out. The truck driver's head leans on the horn, attracting the attention of a demon. Cass destroys the key card swiper so the truck can't leave. Inside the loading area, the demon says to some others, it's the Winchesters. Another demon says, well, then let's bake them up a little treat. They close all of the loading doors. So Sam and Bobby go for a side door. Sam shoots the lock and a bunch of employees come running out. Once inside, Sam and Bobby come across a bunch of employees who are infected with the croton virus. They rush at Sam and Bobby who shoot them all. Then they hear a woman yelling for help. Sam says, there's still people here. Bobby says, Sam, no. Sam gives Bobby the demon killing knife and says, wait here. Bobby says, damn it. So we cut to Dean and Crowley walking down a street in Chicago. Crowley says, hey, let's stop for pizza. Dean says, are you kidding? Crowley says, just heard it was good. That's all. Up ahead, big ugly building, ground zero, horseman stable, if you will. He's in there. Dean says, how do you know? Crowley says, have you met me? Because I know. Also, the block is squirming with reapers. I'll be right back. He teleports away and then is suddenly behind Dean. Crowley says, boy, is my face red. Death's not in there. Dean says, you want to cut the cute and get to the part where you tell me where he is? Crowley says, sorry, I don't know. Dean says, whoa, well, wait a minute. You don't know? Crowley says, signs pointed. I'm just as shocked as you are. Dean says, Bobby sold his soul for this. Crowley says, relax. All deals are sold back or store credit. We'll catch death at the next doomed city. Dean says, millions, Crowley. Millions of people are about to die any minute. Crowley says, true, so I strongly suggest we get out of here. We cut to Sam in the warehouse, uh, oh, we cut to Sam in the warehouse, saving people and killing Croatoan infected people. I wanted to write saving people and hunting things <laughs> so badly. <laughs> Family
0: business. <laughs> uh,
1: yes. Um, Bobby is looking impressed. We cut to Dean and Crowley getting inside baby. Dean says, so what, Call calling a bomb threat? A thousand bomb threats? I mean, how the hell am I supposed to get 3 million people out of Chicago in the next 10 minutes? But Crowley has teleported away. Dean says, come on. And then he sees Crowley on the street motioning Dean into a shop. Dean says, what? I can't hear you. Crowley teleports into the car and says, I said I found him. Death, he's in there. Dean gets out of the car and says, you coming or? But Crowley has disappeared again. So we cut back to Bobby and Sam. Sam gets more people out safely and says to Bobby, all clear. Then Sam gets tackled by a virused person. (laughs) Bobby's gun is empty. Then Cass is there and he shoots the dude in the head.
0: And like explodes him. It's not even like a little like, oh, he's dead. It's like he just like blows his head off. (laughs) Yeah,
1: his head is disintegrated. It's a pretty cool effect. Cass says, actually, these things can be useful. (laughs) Bobby says, can we commit our act of domestic terrorism already? let's go. Mm-hmm. So we cut to Dean uh, very quietly walking into a pizzeria. He's got the scythe. The place is filled with dead people. Death is sitting at a table with his back to Dean. Suddenly the scythe starts to shake and gets too hot to hold. So Dean loudly drops it on the floor. Death says, thanks for returning that. Dean looks at the floor, but the scythe is gone. Suddenly on the table next to death. Death says, join me, Dean. The pizza's delicious. Sit down. So Dean does. Des says, took you long enough to find me. I've been wanting to talk to you. Dean says, I got to say, mixed feelings about this. So this is the part where you kill me. Dess says, you have an inflated sense of importance. To a thing like me, a thing like you, well, think how you'd feel if a bacterium sat at your table and started, and started to get snarky. This is one little planet in one tiny solar system in a galaxy that's barely out of its diapers. I'm old, Dean. Very old. So, I invite you to contemplate how insignificant I find you. Mm-hmm. So, Dean takes a bite of the pizza that Death puts on his plate. Death says, Good, isn't it? Dean says, Well, I gotta ask, how old are you? Death says, As old as God, maybe older. Neither of us can remember anymore. Life, death, chicken, egg. Regardless, at the end, I'll reap him too. Dean says, God? You'll reap God? Death says, Oh, yes, God will die too, Dean. Dean says, Well, this is way above my pay grade. (laughs) Death says, Just a bit. Dean says, So then why am I still breathing? Sitting here with you, what do you want? Death says, The leash around my neck, off. Lucifer has me bound to him, some unseemly little spell. He has me where he wants, when he wants. That's why I couldn't go to you. I had to wait for you to catch up. He made me his weapon hurricanes, floods, raising the dead, I'm more powerful than you can process. And I'm enslaved to a bratty child with a temper tantrum. Dean says, and you think I can unbind you? Dean says, there's your ridiculous bravado again. Of course you can't, but you can help me take the bullets out of Lucifer's gun. He holds out his hand with the ring on it and says, I understand you want this. I'm inclined to give it to you. Dean says, to give it to me? Death says, that's what I said. Dean says, but what about Chicago? Death says, I suppose it can stay. I like the pizza. He takes the ring off and says, there are conditions. Dean says, oh, like? Death says, you have to do whatever it takes to put Lucifer in a cell. Dean says, of course. Death says, whatever it takes. Dean says, that's the plan. Death says, no, no plan, not yet. Your brother. He's the one that can stop Lucifer, the only one. Dean says, what? You think... Dean says, I know, so I need a promise. You're going to let your brother jump right into that fiery pit. Well, do I have your word? Dean says, okay, yeah, yes. Death says, that had better be yes, Dean. You know you can't cheat Death. And he gives Dean his ring. Dean says, now would you like the instruction? Not Dean, Death says, now would you like the instruction manual? So we cut to Dean outside of Bobby's. He he gets all four rings together and they magnet. They magnetize together. I'm totally stumbling. I need to take a drink here. Do it. <laughs> I'm doing it. Too bad it's
0: not shots. That would be more exciting.
1: Oh, yeah. We were going to drink. Okay. When we podcast um next time, let's drink. Okay. It'll go great with all my dramamine. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, Bobby shows up and Dean says, Well, how'd it go with the Rockettes edition? Bobby says, well, high kicks, fair. Boobs need work. (laughs) I walked up and down four stairs, or I walked up and down stairs all night for no damn reason. I'm sore. Feels good. I'm scared it's a dream. But then I remember that the world's dying bloody. So drink? And he hands Dean a beer. They drink, and Dean shows Bobby the ring magnetizing trick. Bobby says, so death told you how to operate those. The whole deal. Dean says, yeah, it's nuts. Of course, I got bigger problems now. Bobby says, really? Like? Dean says, what do you think death does to people who lie to his face? Bobby says, nothing good. What'd you say? Dean says, that I was cool with Sam driving the bus on the whole Lucifer plan. Bobby says, so death thinks Sam ought to say yes then, huh? Dean says, I don't know. Yeah, but I mean, of course he'd say that. He works for Lucifer. Bobby says, against his will, I thought he said. Dean says, well, I'd say take a sob story with a fat grain of salt. I mean, he is death. Bobby says, exactly. He's death. Think of the kind of bird's eye view. Just saying. Dean says, seriously? Well, don't. I mean, what happened to you being against this? Bobby says, look, I'm not saying Sam ain't ass full of character defects. But back at Niveus, I watched that kid pull out one civilian after another. He must have saved 10 people. Never stopped. Never slowed down. We're hard on him, Dean. We've always been. But in the meantime, he's been running into burning buildings since he was, what, 12? Dean says, pretty much. Bobby says, look, Sam's got a darkness in him. I'm not saying he don't, but he's got a hell of a lot of good in him, too. Dean says, I know. Bobby says, then you know Sam will beat the devil or die trying. That's the best we could ask for. So I got to ask you, Dean, what exactly are you afraid of? Losing or losing your brother? And credits. Credits.
0: Okay, so my thoughts for this episode, I don't have very many of them, but the very first one is, so I kind of thought it was hilarious when Dean was like, that's the beauty of improv, Sammy. You never know what's going to come out of your mouth. Um, Okay, is that not a complete summary for our podcast, or is that not a complete summary for our (laughs) podcast? When he said that, I started cracking up laughing. I was just like...
1: (laughs) That is totally true. Oh, I, yeah. Know. Yeah. Some of the shit that comes out of my mouth, I'm like, oh boy.
0: I think for both of us, it's, it's a little impressive. The, the shenanigans that happen sometimes. Yep. And you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just, just kind of like, oh, I feel like this sums up my life story. Right yeah. now.
1: <laughs> you just never
0: know what's going to happen. <laughs> I know. You never know what she's going to say. But,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, also, I love, I know we already kind of talked about this a little bit, but I know how I, I love how Sam immediately when Crowley was like, Oh, you made a deal with me, blah, 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 blah. Sam's like, so you guys kissed each other?
1: <laughs> yeah, that was that's what he is most concerned about. Not Bobby is sold his soul and he's gonna soul. go to hell. Yeah, he's gonna go to hell. He is like, Did you guys make out?
0: <laughs> it's like So I know how those deals are made, and um let's put the soul thing to the side for a second. You guys kissed! Yeah (laughs) what? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So yeah, I thought I thought that was pretty good. Um, okay. Also, I love Death's entrance. Like, I think for me, out of all the entrances in the show, like Cass has a pretty epic entrance but like death by far is my favorite. It's just like the song that's playing, like, yeah, he just, you know, he's so like, you just have to take him super seriously. But like, I mean, he just, like, kills a guy straight up, like, flicks him off his shoulder like a speck of dirt, and he just drops, like, a sack of potatoes, you know? Like, just yeah. everything that happens in that whole scene is just amazing, and I think the music, like, really, like, kicks it off for me.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. I think I I think I think read something. I don't know if it was, like, a Instagram post or whatever, but the actor who plays Death, since there's a lot of speculation over who has the best entrance, whether it's Castiel or Death, mm-hmm. there's a lot of speculation in the fandom among that. Oh, for sure, uh, yeah. Or about that. Um, um, Julian, the guy who plays Death, mm-hmm. he once, I think it was an Instagram post, he once said, uh, or maybe it was a tweet, that um, Castiel's was so cool because he was trying to impress Dean, but mm-hmm. Death is just a badass on his yeah. own. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't trying to impress anybody, so he wins.
0: Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Yeah, I don't know, I, I don't know if I would necessarily agree that like Castiel's trying to impress Dean. I think. Cass is just, like, this is who I am, you know, like, also, yeah. by the way, it's pretty awesome, but, you know, like, I, I, yeah, I definitely, death has no agenda, you know, he's just, like, oh, you want to get pissy at me? Fine, you're dead, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> yep. Whatever, you know?
1: <laughs> like, yeah, it was cool.
0: Shoe fly, don't bother me, you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then, <laughs> you know how I told you to play oh what is that so I don't remember what the name of the song is a, I don't fuck with you you know that
1: song yeah, yeah yeah
0: but I'm like you need to play this when you go fruit fly hunting like yeah. that kind of seems like a good song also to be playing at that point
1: <laughs> yeah
0: it entrance, just like nope <laughs> yep. yeah anyways okay and like also speaking of death people who eat pizza with utensils kind of worry me a little bit. Like, (sighs) not in, like, a, like, I think that they're a serial killer, like, deep down sort of way, but, like, in a, I feel like, I was raised in a barn sort of way when I eat pizza with my hands and somebody else is eating it with a utensil.
1: The only time I eat it with a utensil is when the, when it's so soggy that it's like flopping over and the toppings are falling off. That is when I will eat. And does that mean that it's cooked enough? Probably not, but that's when I'll use utensils.
0: See, even I've, I've, Never, I don't know if I've dealt with the floppy pizza so much before, but well, I think I have a couple of times. But like, I could definitely like, I would just hold it up with all of my fingers and both of oh, my. Oh no, hands.
1: I hate that. I hate the flop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate the flop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to delve into that so much, but like. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, I I don't, I think, I think I did eat pizza. Oh, I think at one, because my aunt eats pizza with utensils and it just like kind of worries me every time she does it. And I don't know why, but I'm just kind of like, what are you doing? You know, like, and yeah. then I feel like I'm doing something wrong by eating it with my hands a little bit, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. "That's what paper towels are for, man!" Like, <laughs>
1: yeah, I or prefer to eat it with my hands, any, you know. for sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I'm just kind of like, uh, okay, but yeah. I, I'm just kind of like oh, I don't know what to do right now you know like, I feel like I need to eat it with utensils because she's eating it with utensils
1: yeah like but... she's somehow classier than you
0: oh for sure like let's be real <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just like whatever <laughs> like, so but yeah it's yeah people that, that do that, I just, I, I kind of feel insignificant when I'm around
1: them. <laughs> I get it. I'm I totally like, I'm not it. doing
0: things right in my life. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And okay. I also thought it was impressive that because like, and like, I kind of like, what's was I kind of related to Dean a little bit in that scene where like death's eating his pizza with utensils and he's like, here, eat this. And so he's like, Um, I feel like, and so, like, that, I think, is the only time that, like, Dean eats pizza ever with utensils. Most of the time, he, like, folds it and stuffs it in his face or just stuffs it in his
1: face. Yeah, that's true.
0: You know, so he, like, picks up his knife and his fork and is just like, I think this is what I have to do, but I'm not sure how to do this, but I'm going to do it, you know? Yeah, (laughs) yep. But, yeah, that's, that's a whole thought train that I had that kind of I rabbit holed down. But, anyways, those are... (laughs) I don't have very many thoughts for that episode, but, That's okay. but those are my thoughts. Um, what was your favorite moment from this episode?
1: Um, I have two. Nope, <laughs> just kidding. I have three. Okay. <laughs> so the first one was at the beginning of the episode with Celeste mm-hmm. when, um, when she, you know, Pestilence has given her all these extra diseases. And she's like, and she's like, are you going to cure me? And he's like, nope, you're going to die in four, three, two. And then she makes like a noise (laughs) and spews green goo all over him and everywhere. I just loved that part. (laughs) 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 I just, something was so funny about it. Like his little countdown and then like, (laughs) like the noise that she made. was was pretty impressive (laughs) okay (laughs) so that was that was one of my favorite moments another favorite moment was when um um Crowley showed the boys the phone picture of him and Bobby kissing
0: that was a pretty good one and that's actually on Mark's phone like he took that on his phone I guess or he put it he like probably texted it to himself or whatever but like he has that picture still and he is very proud of it (laughs) Uh Uh like really proud of it I think he showed it to us one of the conventions that we were at that he was at he pulled it up and he was like see I still have it you know
1: (laughs) yeah 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 I love that moment I thought that everything about that was hysterical yeah um and I love that he is like so in that picture you know Bobby's got his eyes closed and is just looking like all right, I got to get this over with. But Crowley is like looking at the phone to make sure he's getting a good shot. Yeah. (laughs) To make sure he's got the full kiss on camera. Yeah, I love it. All of it. (laughs) Yeah. And then my third favorite moment was at the very end when Bobby and Dean are having their little heart to heart. And, um, and Bobby is telling Dean, that like, what a badass Sam is. Yeah, You know what I mean? Like, he's talking about how Sam kept going back into that warehouse and saving people and, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 blah. And then he's like, you know, are you afraid of of losing or losing your brother? Yeah. You know, I really liked that moment. I thought that was very insightful. And yeah, Dean's afraid of losing his brother. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. That's the answer there. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, there's an apocalypse. The world is ending, but Sam can't die. Yeah. I mean, as
0: I think that's pretty much how the rest of us feel too. So (laughs) yeah,
1: true. What was your favorite moment?
0: Okay. For sure. Mine was death's entrance. Like that whole thing. Just, I could just rewatch that scene over and over again. It's great. Like just everything about it is just awesome for me. Mm -hmm. Like, for sure, that's one of my favorite moments in like the whole thing. Like, oh, cool! It's not okay, my favorite moment out of everything. I don't know if I could pick like one favorite moment, but like that's definitely one of my favorites out of everything.
1: I can pick one favorite moment out of the whole series, and it happens in our very next episode. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll have to.
1: I don't know if I'm going to cry so much. So I'm like currently taking notes on it and Mm -hmm. um, I've already cried three separate times. (laughs)
0: How far are you through the episode?
1: I'm like 15 minutes into it. Oh. (laughs) I know. And I remember watching this episode the first, like the first and second and third times and I didn't cry. This isn't normally an episode that makes me cry. So I don't know why all of a sudden I'm taking these notes and I'm like, oh God hey, don't, don't (laughs) waggle those eyebrows at me.
0: You know what I mean. Woman. (laughs) Anyways, you know, it is a sad, it is a sad one. Like the whole thing is just like, I mean, I I don't want to like give away any spoilers, but like, you know, like towards the beginning of it, they kind of have like a montage of like things that have happened thus far and like just Mm -hmm. how they did it was like,
1: oh, you know, it was so good. And of course, good to to carry on my wayward son, you know, I was just like, oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that in the next, in the next episode. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. For For sure. I think, I think the next one is one of my favorite episodes for
1: sure. Yeah. I have two favorite episodes of the whole series. So it's the next one, Swan Song and um, the 200th episode, which is fan fiction. <laughs> I love that one I love yeah. that one with a passion
0: I I don't know I have a lot of them that I think I I, I think um Changing Channels is probably one of my favorites mm-hmm. just because it's funny I like the funny episodes yeah um oh gosh there's there's a couple of them that come to mind but yeah there there's a lot of like moments that stand out to me. Like I'm really bad my memory is like so crap at this point that like it's kinda one of those like as I'm rewatching this, because so like I've rewatched a few episodes, like more than once or twice, but like overall most of the episodes I've only ever seen once, and so I don't remember a whole heck of a lot from some yeah. of them. But yeah. it's kinda like, okay, you know, I still I still remember like moments from the from the whole series though mm-hmm. so it, it I don't know like I don't think I could say that I mean other like Swan Song for sure is like one of my favorites um but I didn't necessarily realize that until I rewatched it and did my notes on it I'm like I love everything that happened I mean I don't love everything that happens in this episode but like I just love that episode yeah it's not necessarily like a funny one you know yeah for sure but. Anyways, um, so our interesting facts from this episode, uh, it says this is, this is the first episode that Bobby uses his catchphrase balls.
1: Oh, and is it his first balls? I thought it was, <laughs> but
0: I didn't say anything because I didn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. You know, I had the same thought cause I was, I was writing it out and I was like, has he said this before? But it just seems like he must've. Yeah. I thought so he had, but series. apparently he hasn't. Yeah.
0: Like he's he's definitely idgeted before.
1: (laughs) But like definitely ided, but he hasn't balls.
0: (laughs) He hasn't balls. Bald. I don't know. Ballsed? I'm guessing. Balls. Yeah, that sounds better. There's a lot of balls happening right now. Anyways. Uh, (laughs) Um (laughs) <laughs> this says uh julian richings who played uh death later on complained jokingly in several interviews at conventions about the shooting of the pizza parlor scene because it had to be reshot numerous times with both himself and jensen ackles having to eat more pizza with each retake
1: like oh jeez,
0: just oh steve's screeching
1: i can hear him
0: what do you want yeah he's like i am your mascot and i will make an appearance What's he's got an opinion. What do you want? Do you even know? No. He's <laughs> <laughs> so cute. Can I? Can I speak now? Can I? Can I? Don't you try to eat my headphone cord, you little turd. Anyways, um, <laughs> I, th- I think he's done yelling. I okay. think he just needed a lap to sit in um okay it says the nursing home sam and dean search for pestilence in is called serenity valley um this is the name of a battle in firefly the short-lived show mark shepherd um had a recurring role in Ow, steve (laughs) he's sliding down my legs with his claws (laughs) um also ben edland uh this episode's executive producer was a producer on firefly
1: oh i didn't know that did you ever watch firefly
0: Uh, no, Raquel wanted me to start it, and so I got, like, but I was super tired at the time, and so we got, like, 15 minutes in, and I was tired, and I just, like, couldn't concentrate on it. I'm like, I feel like this is not the best time to start this show, and then I just, like, didn't ever watch it again.
1: (laughs) You gotta watch it, man. You gotta watch it. I know,
0: because it's just one season of it, right?
1: Yeah, there's just one season, and then there's a movie.
0: Oh, I can't even talk about it. Okay. (laughs) Do you have it on, like, I'm sure you have it on DVD.
1: Yeah, I totally have it.
0: Okay, I'll have to borrow it from you at some point. Oh, when I go to visit my friend, not this weekend, but next weekend, I'm going to be driving by your place, so we'll have to uh, do, ow, ow Steve, <laughs> we're going to have to do a, uh, like a a drop, a pickup, a pickup? Yeah, for
1: sure. I want to borrow your, um, your Phantom of the Opera, too.
0: Okay, yeah, I'll bring yeah. it. Okay. So. Yeah, I'll
1: look for Firefly today. I don't we'll know do, if I have the movie. Oh, yeah. I totally have the movie. What am I talking about?
0: Yeah. <laughs> we we'll do a, uh, a drive-by swapping. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Where was I? Oh, it says, um, wait, what? There I am. Okay. It says <laughs> Crowley asks Dean if he wants to stop for pizza on the way to where death should be. Um, later, it's discovered that death was at a pizza restaurant, um, which- to me, it seems like Crowley knew that he was at a pizza restaurant, but he was just like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: that was a little suspicious, I it thought. It was a little strange. Yeah.
0: But, I mean, he did lead them, or lead him to him eventually, but yeah. he was just kind of like, well, it seems like if you already knew, unless he knew that, like, death had a thing for food, maybe he was like, oh, you know, maybe this is, I don't know, whatever.
1: I don't know, but it was weird. It was a little hinky. It it was a little,
0: yeah. It was just something didn't add up there. Um, it says Julian Richings played Death in at least two other, or in at least two other roles besides Supernatural, including the 1997 Hallmark film Miss Scrooge, or Miss Scrooge, sorry, and the 2011 short film Dave versus Death.
1: Oh, I haven't heard of either of those.
0: I haven't either, but apparently, and I watch Hallmark
1: movies. Hmm. Yeah.
0: He's a death, okay, and can I just say, he is, that man is very jovial for somebody who's played death that many times. Yeah, I love it. He's great at conventions, he's just the happiest fellow you'll ever meet. Yeah. (laughs) He's just so excited about everything, and like, kind of looks like he's on a sugar high all the time. It's hilarious having him, I think we've talked about this before, but like, having him at karaoke, like... He literally, like, he doesn't seem to know, I mean, if he does know the songs, he doesn't really sing to them. He literally just dances around the stage the entire time. You know? I know, like, it's adorable. And everybody else is singing. He's, like, jumping around and dancing, and it's great. He's just having the best time of his life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite stories that he told at a convention, um, I, I don't think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but if I have, I'm sorry, um, but he, he told this story where he was in an elevator once. And um, he was in it all by himself and the doors opened and somebody else was going to get on and they took one look at him and screamed and (laughs) ran the other way.
0: I think I remember that.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if
0: we talked about it or you told me about it or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I just love that story. I think that, and he was like so pleased with himself. Yeah. For causing that reaction in somebody. Oh, for
0: sure. You know. Yeah.
1: Like yeah. just
0: like he he he. I mean, okay, not gonna lie. Like it would be a little unsettling if you if he's standing in an elevator by himself and the elevator door is open and you're there and all of a sudden death's on the other side of the door in an elevator. I'd be like, mm, like. I would go in the elevator probably but I'd be a little bit worried the whole time even though I know that he's just an actor I'd be like yeah. ah, you know
1: <laughs> yeah but really
0: though do <laughs> I want to get that,
1: in an elevator with death
0: I know. I, don't know I mean to be fair like now that I've seen him at conventions I would probably be like this is the happiest man alive you know like oh, yeah. <laughs> I would just be like you're awesome yeah but, I love his Instagram. It's so funny. I follow him on, on Instagram. And mm-hmm. he literally, like, he just posts the most random, seemingly. So, st- I mean, it's like, here's, he just posts random stuff from wherever he is at the time. It's like, oh, here's this dog that I found you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> I was, and I found this dog and he was cute, so now he's on my Instagram, you know. <laughs> yeah. But, huh. yeah. Um, he, I think he's just, yeah, he's, he's great. Um, where was I on these? Oh, okay. Um, it says many Supernatural episodes share a title with a rock or metal song. Um, Two Minutes to Midnight is one of these. It's the first single track from an album released by Iron Maiden in 1984. Uh, the song, the literal title of which is Two Minutes to Midnight, refers to, the closest a- refers to the closest approach to midnight ever of the Doomsday Clock in 1953. What's the Doomsday Clock?
1: Oh, the Doomsday Clock. I'm going to get this wrong. It's a, It's a clock nope you should look it up you should look it up right now and tell us what it is because okay i'm gonna get it wrong we're closer than that now
0: the doomsday whoops if i could like the doomsday clock there we go um it's a symbol that represents the likelihood of a man-made global catastrophe (laughs) that's right (laughs) Uh, maintained since 1947 by the members of the Bulletin of the Atomic Scientists the clock is a metaphor for threats to humanity from unchecked scientific and technical advances
1: yep and we're closer than two minutes now
0: let me look there's a picture of it okay um okay so it this it says 1949 so, uh, soviet's first nuclear test uh, 1953 us test hydrogen bomb uh, 1984 us soviet relations reach lowest point uh, 2015 climate change and nuclear concerns and where we're at right uh, 2018 and 19 was 2 minutes 2020 is at 100 seconds yep it says climate nuclear and cyber warfare concerns yep I mean, let's be real. I could see the end being nigh, you know,
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just yeah. with
0: all the BS that's happening right now. But I mean, whatever. I was having a conversation with one of my clients the other day and it's like, are we like, you know, we're sitting there waiting for things to go back to normal, but like, will they ever You know, like, I I don't know if they're ever going to go back to normal, how they were, you know, like, this is, this might be our new normal is like wearing masks everywhere. And, you know, like, I mean, I don't think it'll be a permanent thing, but it's going to be a new normal for a while. I feel like it could
1: be, it could be a long ass time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's terrifying and sad. And Yeah. 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 But
0: I mean, here's the thing already, masks are required most places. So like, you know generally speaking people are wearing masks at least but where I am like there's still some that like they'll carry it with them but they won't put it on until somebody tells them to put it on or you know they'll like have it over their mouth but not over their nose you know like it's like just because it's on your face doesn't mean that it's on there properly you know right but yeah it's 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 kind of interesting um I forgot where we were. Okay, so Doomsday Clock, yes, 1953. Um, so, oh, it says the title is a reference to the Bulletin of Atomic Scientists and their Doomsday Clock, a symbolic representation of the world's closeness to apocalyptic destruction, <laughs> with midnight being the apocalypse itself. Um, at the time of airing in 2010, the Doomsday Clock was set at six minutes to midnight. Um, as of January 2017, the clock is at two and a half minutes to midnight the closest it's been since 1953 so that was so this these were written in 2017 we're in 2020 right now and we're 100 seconds away so that's right (laughs) there's been some in three three years it's gone downhill significantly Mm -hmm. um it says Peter, Peter Wingfield was the original choice for the role of death which I don't know who that is I don't either yeah um it says the white smoky haze on the ring that Dean obtains was added in digital digital blah, 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 <laughs> was added in digitally um after filming to give the gemstone in the ring the appearance of movement which I don't I couldn't tell movement it just looked kind of like cloudy to me. Yeah. But
1: yeah, am same.
0: Yeah. Um, it says, Sam asks Dean if he remembers when they used to just hunt simple things like Wendigo's, uh, Wendigo is the monster they hunted season one, episode two. Um, which I thought, like, I thought that was kind of funny because that's still like the one episode that like creeps me out.
1: (laughs) That's so funny. It's the only one, like,
0: there's some like, okay, you know, like we went through the Halloween candy episode already, right? Yeah. With the razor blades. Yeah. Yeah, we did. For sure. Like that just every time it happens. Like yep. I can't, that's one of those things that like, I will never look at Halloween candy the same again, but, know but like, it doesn't like creep me out. It just grosses me out. But the only thing that still like kind of creeps me out is that Wendigo episode because the thing can freaking mimic human voices and it's just not right.
1: Yeah. It's super creepy. Yeah. Ew, I don't yep. like it.
0: Um, it says, Note the pizza death is eating in the Chicago Pizzeria. Uh, the Chicago deep dish pizza has been around since the 1930s. Uh, deep pan, thin crust, sauce on top instead of cheese. Uh, the longer cooking time would burn the top cheese. Um, it's more of a pie than a pizza. Um, and it says, The body count for this is 26. Um, And pestilence, it says pestilence isn't technically killed. It just, they just cut his finger off. But that's, we already kind of know that about the other ones, though, because that's I think everybody's like, oh, yeah, they killed the different um, horsemen, which I think they killed
1: They didn't kill any of the horsemen. They didn't kill any
0: of them, because they're like, they said that um, they're all, like, in the fetal position, you know?
1: (laughs) Right, yeah, exactly. Just, like,
0: withered away, but none of them are actually dead. They just, their powers are taken from them, so. That's right. But, yeah, so uh, th- those are our interesting facts. Um, so the research that we did from this episode is, let me get to it here real quick. Um, so we were trying to find some stuff on pestilence, like, as one of the four horsemen, but pestilence isn't, so, like, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, they're getting that from the Bible, right? Yeah. And so i was looking it up trying to find something like to go off of um but so pestilence isn't necessarily it it isn't one of the horsemen it was saying that death uses pestilence as like one of its you know powers to wipe whatever you know but
1: powers pestilence to wipe <laughs>
0: oh, <yeah>. okay whatever
1: <laughs> <laughs> sorry
0: <laughs> I think my my mouth got ahead of my brain there
1: oh <laughs> uh, that's okay anytime anyone says wipe I giggle so nothing I can do about
0: it <laughs> I mean it is what it is <laughs> <laughs> sorry for interrupting you oh no you're good mm-hmm. um but yeah like so death uses pestilence but it's not a horseman necessarily like there's some debate people are like oh well they say this about the first horseman and they don't really say like necessarily what it is but it could be pestilence and it's like "Eh," you know like not really a thing so we decided to go based off of where uh we we decided to go back to our uh, good old haunting research um so Mm -hmm. this is from uh Davenport Iowa and it turns out there's a fair amount of things that happen in Davenport Iowa this is off of uh q106online.iheart.com okay. so i'm kind of wondering if it's part of like iheart radio maybe or something that like I don't, know. Oh, I don't know i doubt it but whatever um so this is from october of 2019 so this is somewhat recent um so it says okay haunted corn mazes and houses are fun but what about places that are really haunted um And it says, um, so the first one in Davenport, it says the Black Hawk Hotel, um, there has been many circumstances of seeing a lady roaming the halls wearing a red or blue evening gown. so she can change her clothes apparently. Um.
1: Oh, that's nice. (laughs) If I was a ghost, I'd want to like outfit change every I know, for real. Like why, why be
0: stuck in the same outfit forever? (laughs) Yeah. Um, it says there has also been instances of pianos playing in the main ballroom, um, uh, with miscellaneous, miscellaneous disturbances with the employees. Um, actor Cary Grant also died on the eighth floor and has been seen walking the halls.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, you know, I like often, what, huh? what were you, what were you gonna say? I
0: was gonna say he is a, he was a great actor too. Like I love Arsenic and Old Lace, the old, I know a lot of people haven't seen it, but like that's one of those, like we watch it every Halloween. Like it's just oh, a great fun. Movie.
1: Yeah. I was going back to the, the outfit changes. Um, mm-hmm. You often hear that, you know, if you become a ghost, you're wearing what you died in. Uh-huh. And I think about that a lot when I get dressed every day. <laughs> like, I mean, is this going to be my death outfit that I spend eternity in? It's <laughs>
0: going like, be my death outfit.
1: <laughs> I think about that shit. <laughs>
0: I mean, I guess that's fair. <laughs> yeah.
1: Anyway, okay. Uh,
0: um so this says um in davenport there's also a masonic temple on brady street which is kind of funny because that's my brother's name um (laughs) it says currently owned by palmer college uh security reports many types of haunting phenomena at all hours in the day and i think they were saying there was like you know people walking around and all. they didn't really like because this is the one that i was looking up originally to try and get like Just have like more info from this one, but yeah, there wasn't. It was like I'd get like a couple paragraphs here and there, but not too much, so yeah. Um, there's all sorts of shady stuff that happened though. At there or there, um, uh, the next one is Palmer College of Chiropractic, um, one of the lecture halls, uh, which were built in the 1800s, is residence to several ghosts which have been known to fly around the ceiling. Um, causing the hanging lamps to swing back and forth, which is disgusting. Um, It says there are no air vents nor fans even near the ceiling. Um, It says the occurrence happens on a regular basis and has been witnessed by many classes of soon-to-be chiropractors.
1: Huh, that's cool.
0: Like, I don't like it.
1: (laughs) I like it. I think that's awesome.
0: Nope. (laughs) I definitely don't. (laughs) Um... It says, the poli- the Bell Tower Police Station, I think is what it's called. Um, it says when the station was first built, the guards used to hang prisoners in the Bell Tower so no one can hear or see what they were doing. Um, Ooh. if you go east behind the police station at night and look up to the Bell Tower, you can see a man still hanging in the first window.
1: Okay, that is fucked up.
0: I don't like it. Yeah. Like, ew. Yuck, yuck, yuck. Um... It says, City Hall, a heavyset man reportedly sits in the city council chamber. They call him Hal. (laughs) The legend (laughs) of Hal goes like this. Hal was a citizen who was extremely upset with city government. Um, He ran for alderman of his ward. Um, He lost by a landslide to the incumbent, but uh, Hal wasn't going to let that stop him. He attended every city meeting that was held in the chamber until he died of a heart attack at 63. Um, Hal has been seen at least a hundred times. He is also... Uh, been said to walk around city hall and former mayors have said they have seen them in their, or they have seen him in their office on more than one occasion. Um, oftentimes Hal is smoking a cigar, huh? which just like all of a sudden you're there and they're like, Oh, there's Hal in my office is standing in front of me. Like, no, I
1: would
0: would not go back to work ever. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I'd be like, I'm right out of (laughs) here. You know, (laughs) never again. Then just nope the heck out of there. Um, so, uh, this last one is St. Ambrose University, um, Ambrose Hall, um, when there was only a few professors left in the building, or when there are only a few professors left, left in the building at night, they have heard strange noises. Um, they've heard footsteps and seen lights flickering on and off. Um, it said, it is said that it is an old priest that died many, many years ago. Creepy. So Davenport, Iowa is pretty much like, A cesspool for creepy crap, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, like, okay, so if y'all are from Davenport, Iowa, you should tell us if you, like, know of any of this, because to me, with that many different things happening throughout, and there's, like, other things in Iowa that have happened too, like this, that's just the list of stuff that happens in Davenport, but there's all these different, like, I mean, there's, like, a couple, like, I mean pages of all of these like hauntings that happen in Iowa and it's just like a summary of each one of it on this so if you guys um can find this page you should read it it's pretty interesting but if you guys are from Iowa and know of any other hauntings you should let us know because uh that's kind of cool or if you like know if you've heard about these that we found here, you should let us know because <laughs> it's interesting. We want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it
1: super interesting or
0: cause like half of these things, we look them up and we don't know cause we're not from those areas. So, but anyways. Um, so what was your idgit or aspect moment from?
1: Okay. So Killian, uh, <laughs> when he was, um, gosh, this was maybe, I don't know, nine months ago, he started complaining of headaches, um, every single day. And he said, he would say that he's had them his whole life, which is super sad. So about six months go by. Um, and that's not true. Not six months. A couple of months go by and he's still having these headaches. So um, I've taken him to the doctor a couple times for it. And we finally get him an MRI. You know, and everything is fine. There's nothing going on in his head Mm -hmm. except for some sinus stuff. So um we see a neurologist for we get him on some, you know, we get him on some Zyrtec and some flonase for Mm -hmm. his sinuses, and we see a neurologist about it. And he puts him on a medication that's another antihistamine. Mm -hmm. Um so he's been on this for um since then. So um he's probably been on it for about six months now. A long time. A long time, yeah. And um So we just had another follow-up appointment with this doctor. Um, because, and Killian stopped having headaches once he got on this medicine, once he got on a certain dosage, she stopped having headaches. And mm-hmm. then he kept saying like, mom, like, I don't need the medicine. I'm not having headaches. And I'm like, you're not having headaches. Cause you're taking the fucking medicine <laughs> because you're taking it. Yeah. yeah. But he's like, you know, I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't need it. So we take him to the doctor for a follow-up because it's just time to renew the prescription. And the doctor wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And the doctor is like, okay, so let's just bring him down to a couple milligrams at night for a week and Uh see if the headaches come back and if in that week his headaches don't come back then you know you can just take him off of it completely and Uh he's fine now we were like sweet you know so we're driving back from the doctor and Killian says mom I'm sorry and I was like what are you sorry about and he's like I never had a headache in the first place and I was like, jerk. you, you <laughs> a little jerk, because, because <laughs> you know, what's not cheap are MRIs. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's telling me that he never, ever even had a headache in the first place. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I don't know if I believe him or not, but whatever. So we've gone down in dosage to, for, on this medication and it's been four days. And guess what? He's had a headache every bloody day. So we're going back up on the medication.
0: See, like, to me, it's kind of interesting because most of the time, I mean, at least when I've been over there, like, the only time I've ever heard him say anything about having a headache is when you and I are talking and he wants attention (laughs) because we're ignoring him at the moment. And he's like, I have a headache or, oh, my stomach hurts or whatever. So then that way, like, we pay attention to him, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of like, oh, like, because when you told me that, I was like, he might have, like, he might have just done it for an attention thing, but, yeah, if he's starting to, like, get headaches again, I don't know, you know, like, that's kind of, it's like, okay, are you just, like, saying that now?
1: Yeah. I mean, sometimes he says that like his belly hurts when I'm trying to get him to clean something or do schoolwork yeah. or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Where he'll be like, oh, my belly hurts. So I know that he's making it up. But he's been yeah. telling me this last few days that he has a headache when he's just sitting there watching TV. You know what I mean? I'm perfectly content to be doing what he's doing. So I know it's not... You know, I mean,
0: part of it could be too though. Like, I mean, is he just dehydrated? Like, is it because he's like the, the screen's hurting? Is that, you know, like,
1: <laughs> yeah, well he drinks uh, a lot of water, so oh, I good. don't think it's that. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your rigid or moment?
0: Okay. So <laughs> I was an idiot and okay. So my refrigerator is, like, really old, right? And so, like, the drawers stick really bad, like, it's literally, like, I don't put anything in the drawers in the bottom of my refrigerator because it's, like, such a hassle to get them open and closed. Like, it's almost like the drawers don't belong to that refrigerator, which is entirely possible. (laughs) But, um, it's kind of one of those, like, okay, you know, whatever. And so apparently I had gotten into one of the drawers and I don't remember necessarily when I got into the drawer, but I just know that, um, I left my refrigerator door, like, so my refrigerator door didn't shut all the way because the drawers were just open, just like just a hair. Um, and I, Left so I I did it in the morning at some point I left for work and I come back home hours and hours later and my refrigerator door is open and I'm like oh no (laughs) and so I go in there and everything is like I mean it's not like warm but it's not like cold either and so I'm like oh crap you know like and I have like I just went to Costco and got, like, a whole thing of, like, yogurts and, like, all these different things. So, like, my refrigerator is fairly full at the moment. And yeah. And I'm just, like, oh, no. Oh, that <laughs> so sucks. for the next few weeks, I'm going to be eating a lot of food that has been slightly warmed and then cooled again. So, if I have, like, you know, severe food poisoning or <laughs> something like that that happens in the next, you know, few weeks, then we know why. Because then we know why, I yeah. was a dummy and didn't realize that my refrigerator door was open, and so I let all the cold air out and let everything just warm.
1: Yeah, so, I'm sorry. That sucks.
0: I mean, so far, so good. I think, because things weren't, like, like, they weren't, like, warm warm but they definitely weren't cold so I'm hoping that it was like one of the situations where okay you know like you go and you put stuff in like your lunchbox or whatever and then you know you you, like you take it out and you leave you like take your lunch to work or whatever and then like you don't have an ice pack or something in it and it kind of like gets warmed up but it's still fine you know yeah like I'm hoping that that was a situation because it probably took a while for it to like Warm up right, so I'm hoping yeah. that I just caught it at the point where it was like still salvageable.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, like we'll there's find definitely out. some
0: things that I'm gonna throw out, but like, okay, good, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that most of it can be
1: saved, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Oh, that good sucks. Back. I'm sorry, but
0: whatever. It's kind of like, oh, really?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: but. Anyways, so that was my edged dress. But moment I left my refrigerator door, not wide open, but open enough to where everything
1: yeah. just kind of
0: wilted a little.
1: Oh, <laughs>
0: man. But anyways.
1: Well, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. You can email us at idgitsandaspetspodcast at gmail.com. The word and is spelled out. Or visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Asputs, a supernatural podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Podcast. Thanks again.
0: Thank you.